If you are serious about building your short-term rental business to $10,000, $20,000, maybe even $30,000 a month or more, you have come to the right place. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast, where we teach you all things short-term rentals. The best guests, the best tools, the best strategies. There are so many investing paths out there. It can be seriously overwhelming to start out as a new investor, but take it from me, short-term rentals is the best and the quickest way to build your cash flow. So buckle up, listen in, and get ready to conquer the world of short-term rentals. Here we go. Big opportunity here to get Mount for three months for free. Have you even checked out Mount yet? If you haven't, you need to. Extra streams of revenue, unique amenities for your guests, and absolutely no risk. Think about it this way, offering bikes, golf carts, kayaks, paddle boards, and so much more to your guests with none of the liability while getting paid for those extra amenities. And Mount takes care of everything, payments, insurance, GPS tracking, and there's no cost to get started. You can start making as much as $300 or more per door per month. If you sign up with Mount right now, you're going to get a free consultation and that free three months. Absolutely no risk. It's worth it. Go check it out. Just go to the show notes to get your free three months started. Hey, Fearless community, before we get the show started, I want to let you know that you now have the chance to get direct access to me in order to grow and strengthen your short-term rental business. How? The Six Figure Formula Membership. I'm the only one in this space offering this value-packed membership for a stupid, stupid low price of $49 per month, and you get access to me, my podcast guests, you get to be a part of our amazing private community, you get our full A to Z business in a box STR kickstart course, and maybe most exciting, especially for me, you get exclusive discounts that we worked for months to get that no one else is getting out there. Price Labs, AirDNA, NoiseAware, HostAway, and so many more at your fingertips. So become a part of this 6FF movement. Get started today for just $49 a month at fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF. Hey, welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. Really excited about this conversation with Jason Griggs today because he is in one of the most regulated areas in the world, which is the Las Vegas area. And for that reason, A lot of people are either doing it illegally over there or they're doing it with just the idea that, hey, I'm eventually going to get caught. So I might as well just like ram in a little bit of money for now. But Jason is actually doing it legit. He's going to show you how he's doing that. And he's also going to talk about how he was able to transition from being a teacher to a real estate agent and then eventually to real estate investor slash Airbnb investor. So Really excited about this conversation with Jason. We've also got some information about his course showing you how to get through regulations, which is very unique and different than a lot of what other people are doing. And for that reason, I'd love for you to go check it out. It's in the YouTube description down below, or if you're listening on the podcast, it's here in the show notes. And once again, we always, 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 always on these podcasts, go through, do an interview. We do this live in our six-figure formula community so that the six-figure formula students are the first to have this conversation. Plus, at the end, you'll hear that we actually stop the conversation, but we keep it going in the group and we have Q&A. And so if you are interested in joining the six-figure formula community, which is stupid, stupid affordable, you can have direct access, first access to people just like Jason and the opportunity to ask them any question that you want while we're going live in our group. And that's just fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF. Fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF. All right, let's get to it with Jason. Hey guys, welcome in. We've got Jason Griggs from Las Vegas. I'm super excited about this conversation today. 
with Jason because, um, I mean, just the the deeper we get into the short-term rental hype and people jumping in and wanting to have their own vacation and short-term rental, the more regulations start to become a thing. And Jason has built a massive, massive business in a very, probably one of the most regulated areas in the entire world, if we're being honest. And so selfishly, I've got a lot of questions and I want to learn from you today too. And of course, you know, Jason's got a course and he's teaching people how to be able to do this in highly regulated areas. And we'll get you information on that too. But Jason, man, thanks for being on. Well, I'm pumped to be here and I've learned a lot from you over the years. And so this is really cool for me to chat with you and um, let's rock and roll. All right, cool. So what you're saying is we need to JV on on the the course stuff. Make sure. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and then let's let's buy some more. There you go. I like it. Jason, you know, you've been doing this for a while. I got to imagine Vegas has got some fun stories. So what's the craziest? And, you know, in 30 seconds or less, don't give us the whole gore of it. But what's the craziest Airbnb story that you've got for us? We had a professional athlete, an NBA player, rent my big mansion, and he threw a little sex party at oh. my house. And he destroyed the entire house, every towel, every bed sheet. And I'll just leave it at that. But um, it turned out he was a famous basketball player and it was a tough conversation to have. Like, it's either you pay the bill and fix all this stuff or we're going to have an issue. And he paid the bill plus a little more. So, wow. good. But that's my craziest uh, short-term rental story for sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I heard another story from a friend of mine who had another high-profile athlete in their place and tons of damage too. So they talk about rock stars destroying hotels. What about athletes destroying Airbnbs, huh? They, yeah, he destroyed it all right. But wow. he paid the he, he paid the bill and he he was a man of his word. And he he fixed it up. He was he was very embarrassed about it. I don't know what he was thinking. Like nothing was gonna go wrong, but oh, it worked out. Oh man, awesome. Well. Okay, so as usual, guys, if you're watching this live right now in the STR six-figure community, six-figure formula community, really excited that you're here live. Ask questions. We're going to leave a final about 15 to 20 minutes for Q&A with Jason after our interview is done. For those of you that are listening on the replay, well, you can go over to fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF and become a member and be able to ask your questions to our podcast guests, just like Jason. And that's just one of the many advantages of being a part of the six-figure formula. So again, fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF. I'm excited, Jason. Uh, let's let's back it up for a second here. You said to me before we jumped on here that you were a school teacher. That's what moved you to Vegas. But take us through that. Heck, if you even want to go back before that, what what eventually, what's the story behind Jason Griggs and what got you eventually into real estate and Airbnb? So I was uh, coming to visit my best friend, my next door neighbor in New York. He was going to UNLV and yeah. I, I was hooked on Vegas. I was like, this is the most fun place ever. And you just feel like a rock star when you come and visit here. So long story short, I, was, I went to grad school. I, I got my college degree. I was an elementary school teacher and I yeah. just took a job off Craigslist working in a not so good area, being a elementary school phys ed teacher. Okay. And I was teaching for a year. I didn't love it. I was making, I think my salary is $28,000 for one year. And I was coaching at night. And as the years went on, I was like, I don't really want to teach anymore. I wasn't making a lot of money. And one of the lacrosse parents was like, I'm a broker in town and I could teach you how to do real estate. I think you'd be very good at it. So I made the transition two years in and that was it. Wow. So school teacher, were you a, from a family of teachers or what was? The yeah. Both, okay. Both, both my parents were teachers. Yep. 
I ask that because I feel like anytime someone becomes a teacher, they've got somewhere in their their bloodline of teachers. <laughs> so I, I always bring up my mom always said to me, like, yeah. school teachers the best job because you get the summers off. Yeah. That was her line growing up. And uh I feel like I have the best job now because I'm an I'm an entrepreneur. I could kind of create my own schedule, do what I want. You can every day is a summer. I say exactly. every day is yeah. a Monday and a Saturday. That's awesome. That's yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that line. I like that. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Well, um, you get into teaching, you realize, hey, 28K per year, especially in Vegas, isn't going to pay the bills. You meet this person who says, hey, you should get into real estate. Why did they see that you would be good at real estate? And what did they share with you that kind of opened that door for you? He just saw I'm very like charismatic. I'm very, I'm a people person. I love networking. I love talking to people. And living in Vegas, in my opinion, is the best networking town in the world mm. because there's so many people coming to visit every single weekend. Every weekend I'm getting phone calls. This guy's coming in. This guy's coming in. Can you help him out? And I would just take people to the nightclubs, the dinners, just give them a little experience of, of the town. And he saw that and he was like, you should, you would be really good at kind of pitching some real estate at these people that are coming in. And so I got my license. And then it was shortly after, I would say six months after I got my license, I bought my first long-term rental property. And I was like, this isn't that bad. And it, it was so low at the time, 2000. 15, 16, Vegas didn't really explode yet. And I just started buying rental properties. And I was calling my friends and family back in New York. And I'm like, we could buy these houses for $150,000, $200,000. They're so cheap. And we just kept renting them and buying them and renting them. And I never sold them. And then it just, you know, one day you look and you have over 20 rentals and that the rest is history. Nice. And so when did this start? When did you say yes, and I'm going to become a real estate agent slash investor? 2014. Okay. Got it. And I would say that's right around the time that like Airbnb started really becoming popular. So mm -hmm. what was it about short-term rentals, Airbnbs that were attractive to you rather than a long-term rental? So it was kind of like a problem. They say the best businesses come from problems. And I was having so many people come to visit me and they were asking me for houses to rent. And I was like, I don't have any, I just have long-term rentals. Mm -hmm. So I can't kick those long-term tenants out. And somebody in my brokerage, his name's Sean Cunningham, and he runs the biggest property management company here in Vegas. And he was like, you got to get into these short-term rentals because you have all these people coming to visit and we could put them in these properties. And once he showed me that, this was three years ago, I was like, okay, we're going to build the biggest, baddest ones in town. And we're going to create a whole experience vibe for these tenants and these guests that come into town. And that's what we're doing. That's awesome. So you saw a problem, solve the problem. And before you know it, like you said, you got like 20 rentals. How long did it take you to get those 20? It's been seven years. I'm, okay. I think I'm up to 28 okay. now. So not all short-term rentals, but long-term too. And I'm just, you know, it's, you're taking the same model and I'm just replicating it in other parts of the country, which is cool for me. I nice. bought a short-term rental in Gulfport, Mississippi a few months ago. Never been there, never even heard of Gulfport, Mississippi. But it, the systems work and the numbers work so you could operate your business. That's great. So how many do you have in Vegas? I have eight short-term rentals in Vegas. Okay. In Henderson. In Henderson. Okay. Yep. Not not in Vegas. Not in Vegas. And we'll go, we'll get into that because the rules, there's a set rules and laws in Henderson. Henderson okay. was the first to put those into effect. Okay. And so you need a license per property. Got it. And it gets inspected and it gets regulated. And there's over 13,000 illegal ones running right now in wow. Las Vegas alone. Wow. And so the state just put in the new laws that the application process is going on and only 2,800 of those 13,000 are going to get approved in March. 
Wow. Okay. So before we start getting into the regulations, I, I want to okay. want to back up for a second. I just want to get a, a full understanding of your portfolio. So eight and Henderson. And so are all 28 of yours short-term rentals or is it a combination? It's a combination. I think okay. I have 11 short-term rentals total. I have okay. two in Kansas City and one in Gulfport. Are they all the same types of properties? You mentioned a mansion on one. Is there is there an avatar property that you've got as a short-term rental, especially there in Henderson? Or do you have a gamut of a lot of different types? They're all different. I, I created a level system. My level ones are simple, three bedroom, two ba uh, bath properties with no pool. But most of my properties have pools because it's so warm here. And when people come here on vacation, they want to use a pool. And so my <laughs> common denominator is that it has a really cool backyard. Nice. So okay. if you look at my properties, you'll see that, oh, okay, like each one of his houses has a cool, unique backyard. Nice. Okay. So you mentioned something unique there. What did you say? 13,000 illegal ones going on in Vegas right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And yet your eight in Henderson, they're all legit, all oh, permitted, yes. all ready to go. Give me a little bit of the, the process for which, like, was it? at that time allowed in Henderson, where have you found kind of like, I guess the biggest question, where have you found kind of that niche of like being able to say, okay, yes, it's regulated, but I can find a way to be able to make this work. Take me through that process a little bit. So it's a great system. I like the rules in Henderson because it makes sure that the city doesn't get oversaturated with them. And that's the biggest problem when I see everyone wants to go buy one in Florida or California, and there's 50 on the same street. So with the city of Henderson, you have to, there's an interactive map you go on and you have to make sure that there's no other short-term rental within a thousand square feet radius of yours. And then you could apply for a license. And then once a year, an inspector, a code enforcer will come and inspect to make sure it's up to code. But it's a risky scenario because you could buy this property and not get a license on it. Yeah. So there's a, there's a full application process on it. So that's happened to me. So yeah, it's a risky thing where you're buying a piece of property, especially a million dollar property. And if you don't get the license or the house doesn't pass inspection, you're kind of SOL or you got to adjust and do something else with it. So what did you do when they weren't passed? I would have to flip it. Got and it. It happened to me twice. It happened to me twice where I bought it. I, I put the application in, but there was some, they don't tell you who's in front of you in the line. It's a, it's a total crapshoot. And so I had, I had to sell the property. Wow. So did you know going into it though, that if you were to flip it, you were going to make money or was that? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because when you buy real estate, you got to get in good on the buy, right? You got to be, it's very hard to buy these short-term rentals with just the sole factor of relying on that short-term rental. Because if that short-term rental doesn't go the right way, then you're upside down and you're going to get hurt. Okay. What are some other things that you like about Henderson and and why you decided, hey, this is going to be the place that I I grow the majority of your short term rentals. Well, it's 15 minutes away from the number one tourist attraction in the world. Mm -hmm. That that's really it. I mean, there's the Las Vegas Strip is the Las Vegas Strip, and everyone comes here to go to go to the Strip. And so we just seen like this city is just exploding. Like you, I can't even describe it. Like we have the hockey team, we have the Raiders. We have all these professional franchises coming here and it's just bringing in millions and millions of people. So I've, I've just seen so many different types of people coming to Henderson that I never thought, I thought it was going to be all strip people, but it's not. We have the lake here. We just have different attractions. Like there's no other city in, in, in the country that has the attractions that we have. So that was the main factor of it. I remember hitting you up a couple months ago 
I mean, like, dude, Motel 6 is right now for this weekend. I'm coming into <laughs> Vegas or $375 a night. Do you have anything? And there was like nothing available. I found yeah. one thing on Airbnb available that weekend just because it was a big concert in town. And it was a trailer, an RV without water for $200 a night. And I was like, you got to be kidding me right now. It's, it's crazy because these yeah. hotels obviously don't love our industry, yeah. but they're so booked. Like there's no more hotel rooms. Yeah. So it's like, if, if the casinos would just adapt to these people coming in because we're, they're going to go into the casinos and spend money and game and whatnot. Like we want as much people as here as possible. So, I mean, every weekend there's something crazy. There's a fight, there's an event, concert, and all the hotels are booked. And mm -hmm. then it translates into the bookings of the short-term rentals. So qualities that I hear that you like about Henderson are you have to get permitted, which means that saturation is probably not going to be a thing there. Nope. It's next to a very major city that's bringing in a lot of people did you use that same kind of method to go in and i think did you say mississippi was where that other one was did you kind of take that same method of thought to mississippi or is that your copy and paste method that you're trying to do whenever you're looking for a new market yeah that's exactly that's the my rule number one like are people gonna go visit this area so the one i didn't go for mississippi it was a creative finance deal it was a just a smaller deal, but it was next to a casino. And nice. so somebody told me that people were come there. There's concerts just like here. Mm -hmm. And I fired away on it and it, it's been working out great. But, you know, you can't just buy a house in the middle of nowhere and make it an Airbnb and people are going to come. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. What about, you know, it sounds like, am I correct? You own all 28? Yeah. Okay. I have partners with some of them, but yes. Okay. So, you know, the, the arbitrage and the co-hosting, you know, all of that, let's apply that to... To Henderson, how does that work? Is it viable? No, it's not viable because you need to be the owner to get the license. Okay, so if I'm now, let me let me play devil's advocate because I'm here in California, right? And mm -hmm. we need permits as well. And the owner does get the permit, and then we go and manage it, or we arbitrage it as well. So right. if I were to go in and say, "Hey, um, I'm you know maybe not arbitrage. Let's just call it." In management. So there's got to be management companies out there, I'm yes. sure. Mm -hmm. And if, J okay. So if Jason Griggs wants to buy it, but doesn't want to do it himself, he can get it in his name and then the management company can take over. Yes, that that's totally fine. The arbitrage won't work because you have to take a class. It's like a college course. Julie Davies runs it. It's a 30 hour college course and you need that license first. And then you need a second license on each property. So you actually need two licenses. Wow. So it's very hard to convince a homeowner, hey, yeah, go take this college course for me so I wow. can arbitrage your unit. Um, it just wouldn't, it doesn't work in Henderson. Got it. So I'm, if I'm really wanting to, or even if you are wanting to start a management company over there, you've got to be really like, there's got to be some juice on the bones for these deals to even convince an owner to go over and take a, they, they literally have to take a college course in order to get the, the permit, the license. Correct. Yeah. Wow. The, I haven't seen anyone be successful with arbitrage. I don't like arbitrage. I mean, I'm, an, I'm a real estate investor. So yeah. I, I like buying the real estate. And so every arbitrage person that I've met, like they do so much of the work and, and yeah, they're cash flowing and they're making good money. But I'm, I'm, I pull them aside. I'm like, look, if you took all that time and energy and you bought just these five properties and the appreciation over the last two years you've been doing this, you would have quadrupled your money already. But I understand why people do it. I understand younger people, they don't have the capital to do it. I just don't like that model. I just buy the real estate and then- all short-term rental or mid-term rental, et cetera. Yeah, I think too, you know, you said you were buying properties 
for for pretty cheap. I think when you start to look at it as well, when you're going across, especially here in California, right? Like I live in a pretty affordable area, but now the median is four hundred thousand dollars on a right. home over here. You know, so I'm putting twenty percent down now. If I'm going to use a you know creative financing or the mm -hmm. Burr strategy or things like that, then yeah, now we're now we're talking for sure. I, I want to. I want to own those all day long. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big. You just nailed it. Like the biggest misconception of this business of uh, is it's expensive. Yeah, and you have to buy the real estate, and then you have to fix it up a little bit, probably, and then you have to furnish it. So it's like you get hammered three times before you even up and running. Yeah. So it's it's an expensive business, and it's a hard business. It's not easy to run. There's always issues, and but if you get it correctly, and kind of like I did that it'll explode and you'll have a brand name across town where everyone wants to rent your properties. That's awesome. So going back to the decision that you made to get into real estate, how long were you a realtor until you started buying your own properties? Six months. Six months. Okay. Six months. And, right away. Right and away. And was it the, the commissions that you were getting from being a realtor that allowed you to be able to go purchase? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what happened. I would save up. I still use this model. I would save up twenty five thousand dollars in commissions, invest it, nice, and I just kept doing it over and over. And it was my cousin in New York who kind of gave me the strategies, like go find them, go find them, and you run them. And I was scared. I was like, this is this is going to be really hard. He's like, I'm telling you, it's not. It's not that bad. Just buy. We're going to buy. We'll fix it up a little bit, and we're going to rent it, and we're going to keep it forever. And I'm so happy he told me that because I'm in such a better position in my life because I never sold them. And he was right. Like I managed all my long-term rentals myself, very minimal time each each and every day. And I'm just in a, such a better spot because I own all these properties. That's awesome. Okay. You you said at one point you made a transition and you started looking outside of Henderson as well. What were some fears that you had of outside of just being in your own backyard and, and going and getting properties even out of state? So in our business, the, the number one key factor is the management, right? Because mm -hmm. if you cannot, you can have the nicest house, but if it doesn't operate correctly, you are screwed. So it's putting, it was putting trust in a property manager, property management company in that sector. I don't manage my sh other shorts and rentals virtually. I just feel like it's too difficult. So I partner, I either partner or I'll hire an outside company that I'm seeing is being used and they do a good job. So the first time I tried it, I tried it with a company. They're called Brown Brown Bear. They're in okay. uh, Kansas City. Okay. And his name's Tyler Shrek, and he does an amazing job. He manages hundreds of them. And I I tried one with him, and it worked out great. It's running great. Very hands off for me, and I just collect every single month. Oh, that's great. So anything out of out of state, you're pretty much outsourcing. Yeah, I'm I'm outsourcing the out of state ones. Okay, that's awesome. What what would you say was a key thing for you when looking for? A manager instead of just trying to take on all the processes yourself i'm not a big process guy i i'm more of like in the streets like making relationships person i don't like sitting and organizing the data and and doing the back end stuff so i just went on facebook it's it's nothing crazy and i just started asking people who have them in kansas city i had the property i, I bought it it was a great deal and they referred me to him and i we did a little interview i liked what he was doing i was impressed with what he was doing. And just like, you know, you hire an employee, I hired him and he runs my house. That's awesome. I, I think the key thing I hear there is rather than trying to spend time learning something that you knew you already weren't good at, you just spent time in the thing that you were good at, which is hitting the streets, grinding, making relationships. Meanwhile, this thing is managing itself 
with a professional. Exactly. And yeah. so many people like look past it. Like I, I'm not good at some things and I'm not going to try to be good at it. So I'll just let it go. And he, I'm not making as much money because I have to pay him a fee and I'm totally fine with it. Cool. You did a lot of things right in the beginning. Is there anything that you look back on when you were getting started, especially being in a regulated area? And, you know, it sounds like maybe there were some deals that didn't work out for you. Is there anything that you would have done differently, especially focusing on the fact that Henderson is not the easiest place to start a business? Yeah, I would have. Well, I would have bought more if I could. Uh, but I really learned that the, the biggest issue with short term rentals is neighbors. Mm. So there were a few that I bought in the beginning. I didn't consult with the neighbors. I didn't explain to them who I am and kind of what I do. And now I do that. And it, this, it's just so much smoother because I had one neighbor. He still hammers me to this day. And I probably wouldn't have bought that house knowing that a retired 80-year-old cop doesn't want an Airbnb next to his house. Right. And he just causes so many problems for me. But I would highly recommend anyone watching this that before you go buy this property, make sure you let the neighbors know what you're doing. Because if they find out secondhand, they could make your life and your business a living hell. Now- if I were to go and knock on a door and tell a neighbor, hey, I'm buying this house, it's going to be an Airbnb, I feel like immediately they'd be like, what? But yeah. there's probably a different way that you you uh, say that, or maybe there's a, a way that you massage it in and share it to ease some pain. Do you mind sharing what that sounds like? Yeah. So I say, hey, Mrs. Neighbor, my name is Jason Griggs. I'm the biggest corporate rental, short-term rental manager, investor here in town. I have a little pamphlet that I give them. And I say, look, I'm going to make this house really nice and I'm going to allow you to use it when it's vacant. Mm. So a lot of these neighbors don't have pools or, or it's not as nice wow. as my house. And so I offer them the property whenever they want it. That's great. So if they want to book it out for a day or two, it's theirs. And I never complain about it, about losing some money because you, you will see those neighbors will look after your property for you. If there's something wrong, instead of them calling the cops, they'll call you directly and be like, hey. Jason, I think there's something going on. You might want to come check it out. So it's a huge part of the business that it's not really talked about enough, in my opinion, That's that you know, you're know you doing, you're running a business in a neighborhood. You got to be respectful of your neighbors. That's awesome. Now, when you tell them they can use it, you just say, hey, free for use, or do you have them, do you charge them as well? I do not charge them a cent. I That's... let them, I have one neighbor who actually takes me up on it a lot because they have little kids and they don't have a pool. And they say, hey, Jason, can we use the pool today? I'll look if it's vacant, go use it. Go use it as much as you want. That's so cool. That I mean, that's gold right there, man. I'm seriously. I was just on a, a call last night with one of my students, and it, it was a uh, a community rezoning conversation. And man, to think about the opportunity to tell those neighbors, hey, here's one of the benefits: you could use this property, or if your family's coming into town, they could rent it out as well, yep. or they can use it. Like that that to me feels like such a a benefit that outweighs all of uh, the the fears or the the things that people might might be worried about so i love that man thank you for that tip you you got it yeah awesome so what what else if there's anything else do you feel like has been a key to your success whether it has to do with regulations or not well, the best thing i'm good at is asking questions and asking for help and so i had these really big ideas to build out the biggest and baddest Airbnbs in the country. And I'm awful at construction. I'm scared of construction. I don't know how to manage it. I don't know how to budget it. And so what I did was I partnered with somebody who is really good at construction. So I brought him in. His name is Tyler Hubs. 
and he blew me away. I just gave him some ideas and he just was like, I'll be done in six months. This will be the biggest, baddest house you've ever seen. And I went back and he killed it. So that was probably the best thing I ever did was to expand my business. I had to reach out to other people that were better at some things than I was. And no shame to me. I'm glad I did that because now we have amazing properties thanks to him. That's great. So, I mean, everything sounds like great partnerships for you, whether it's management or yeah. the neighbors or this construction uh, worker. It's, it just sounds like you're really good at making great relationships to fill in the gaps of the skills that you don't have. That's all this business is, right? Yeah. It's just good relationships, being a good person and just running the business the right way. And I, it's had, it hasn't steered me wrong at all. That's awesome. All right. Jason, talk about really quickly your course. We're going to have it in the show notes. Uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube, we're going to have it in the description. And if you're watching this live in the SCR6FF, we will drop the link once we have it from Jason. Uh, but talk about that for a second. What parts of especially the regulation side of it are you kind of helping people through? So I operate in the hardest city in the country with Henderson. And I think Vegas is going to be right there behind it. But what I teach people is, is this very basic of how to get started and how to start vetting the real estate. That's the first part. You have to vet the real estate. Are you buying a good real estate property? So how to find a real estate agent, how to find a property management, and then how to find out the rules and regulations. I can't tell you how many times people message me. They say, oh, I bought this property and so-and-so, and I found out I can't do short-term rental at all. So yes. to educating people that first. And then it's it's the operations of the house and how to set up the house correctly, how I show I go through all my different levels of properties of a three hundred thousand hat three hundred thousand dollar house up to a two point five million dollar house of how to set it up and how to operate this thing correctly. And then what type of houses to buy. That's super important. We love to buy corner lots because there's less neighbors. We always dial in the backyard. Super important. We always go after pool properties. And the location of it, location, location, location. Will will people want to come to your property? And is it near something that is attractive to them? Awesome. Okay. Once again, guys, uh, we'll go ahead and throw that in the show notes in the description as well. You can go check it out. And Jason, what's next for you and and your business? So it's it's crazy. I got into this business and I coach. I coach two hundred kids here in Henderson in the sport of lacrosse. Nice. And I love coaching. And now it's turned into real estate coaching. And I'm educating realtors and other people who want to get started in investing in real estate, flipping, rentals, whatever. And it's been really cool. And just the network I've built, meeting people like you and other real estate investors, it's been amazing. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, how can people get connected with you? You know, I know we've got the course, but how about online? Where can they follow your content? Well, I'm a big Instagram guy. So at J Griggs Real Estate, just the letter J, G-R-I-G-G-S, and then real estate. Awesome. Jason, this has been fun, man. Thank you so much for jumping on and helping us to conquer the world of Airbnb, especially in regulated areas. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Show notes for this one are right here on the podcast, or if you're watching on YouTube, in the description down below, and you can go ahead and check out that course that Jason is offering and get connected with him on Instagram. Really love what he has to share. And you can see one of the biggest things and one of my friends, Travis, tells me or told me once back in the day, he's like, I think the biggest difference between people who are successful versus people who are not successful is they're just willing to do the uncomfortable things. And going and getting a course done and doing 30 hours of work, right, just to be able to get a permit and a license that's a lot of stuff that most people are not going to do in that area. So for that reason, Jason found a niche in his own backyard in Henderson, 
But for those of you that are ready to put in that work, that really is the difference. Just going and doing the things that other people won't do because it's too uncomfortable. So go do the uncomfortable. And thank you for joining us here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. We're helping you to conquer the world of Airbnb. We'll see you next time. Hey, Fearless Investor community. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Fearless Investor. If you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And for more free content, check out my YouTube channel, also called The Fearless Investor, and our website, www.fearlesskyle.com. Until next time, keep on conquering the world of short-term rentals.